Please pray with me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. On the first Sunday of Advent, we were enjoined to hope when we prayed for God to tear open the heavens and come down. On the second Sunday, we were encouraged to patience and peace by God's words of comfort, but also to calling, because we do not just wait for the day to come, but we are called to work to hasten the coming of that day. And today, as always, on the third Sunday of Advent, we are counseled to joy. In fact, we are commanded by the Spirit of the Lord anointing us to bind up the brokenhearted, to exchange ashes for garlands, mourning for gladness, faint spirits for mantles of praise. And if the prophet didn't make it clear enough, the apostle surely makes it quite explicit. It is the will of God in Christ that we rejoice always, that we pray without ceasing, that we give thanks in all circumstances. To do otherwise would be to douse the fire of the Holy Spirit in each of us. Now hope and peace I might be able to muster on my best days. And patience and calling, they chafe, but at least they make sense in this world. Joy is the hard one for me. And maybe it's just because I'm a melancholy type, but I think that joy is the hard one for most of us. True joy, at least. Because we have been told for so long that joy is out of place in a world and in lives full of pain and sadness. Can there be joy while wars rage and diseases ravage and hatreds divide and disasters destroy? Is not our joy an affront in the face of all those things? Salt in the wounds of the sorrowful and the suffering. Should we not banish all celebration and just set ourselves to somber and serious work? There are those who would counsel us to do just that, who are counseling us to do just that, especially now, especially in this time of year that is so laden with frivolity. And I would, in some ways, be tempted to join them if I could dismiss the demands for joy that are laid on us today. Because they convince me that joy is not frivolous. That joy is an affront, but not to those who suffer, is an affront to the notion of suffering itself. That joy is our best and most subversive act of rebellion against a world that is dismally ruled over by death. Because joy is life. 
Joy is the glory of the Lord being displayed. Joy, even in its most fleeting forms, is a shaft of light shining into this darkness, the saplings of the oaks of righteousness breaking through the cold, hard earth. Joy, even in its smallest sense, lays a brick in the restoration of the ancient cities, repairs a crack in the ruins, proclaims in the face of the devastation of generations that wrongdoing and robbery, sorrow and suffering, death and decay, will not have the final word. For we know even if we go sowing our seed with tears, we shall come shouldering our sheaves in joy. That the one who is faithful, our Lord Jesus Christ, will do this. That he is doing it, even now. Such that the light and the glory of that joy shine through into our days as we live them here. And that there is no amount of darkness that can hold it back. Now none of this means that we should ignore the darkness. That we should adopt some sort of happy-go-lucky demeanor. That we should cover up our pain with fake cheerfulness. Nor does it mean that we should try to hoard sources of joy for ourselves. And nor does it mean that we should mistake distraction for pleasure or mistake every pleasure for joy. For there is no true joy in any pleasure that's been stolen, either selfishly from our neighbors or ungratefully from God. To do any of those things would be to profane joy, to commit sacrilege against it because joy is a sacred thing to be reverently received and handled respectfully regarded because it is found in the most beautiful and profound things we know and yet it is also found in the most common and ordinary things all around us joy is there wherever there is love in its deepest sense. But joy is also just there wherever there is dancing and playing and singing and laughing and shouting and celebrating. And in the end, we shall find that none of those things were frivolous. In fact, from the perspective of heaven, those are the things that truly matter. Those are the things that will endure when all our toil and tears have been done away with. And if the light of their endurance shines through even now, imagine what it will be like when it is fully revealed. That is what we are here today to do on this third Sunday of Advent. And every time we gather, to imagine that joy, to live in that joy by doing joyful things, things that, quite frankly, a somber and serious world should find scandalously silly. We come here to this 
strange but beautiful building to do strange but beautiful things, to sing together, to hear and tell stories, to put on very nice but really rather impractical costume, and to parade up and down, to stand and sit, and to kneel and bow, to taste and hear and see and touch and smell things that delight us, delight us right out of the power of darkness. We come here to crown our days and to mark our years, to bless our loves and even to sanctify our sorrows with beauty and with revelry and always with joy because it is all to the honor and glory of him who is the Lord of joy. When we take any of this too seriously, we forget that all of this is meant to make a mockery of the seriousness of sin and death. That we should not be known as dour and somber, but as the fellowship of the subversively joyful, because we found all of our hope and peace and direct all of our patience and calling by that scandalously preposterous and yet transformatively joyful good news that it is through love and by grace and in Christ that the God of all things has so created and orchestrated the cosmos that the inescapable destiny of each of us and indeed of all things is in fact to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, to give thanks in all circumstances, to finally and eternally be and know only and always joy. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.